0: The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you.
1: I tried to prove to my friends he was real, but only ended up proving to myself that he's not. Now I
2: just want to give up.
1: This is the time for giving, Mikey, not giving up. I mean, just because you can't see something with your eyes or hear it with your ears doesn't mean it's not real. Some things exist in here.
2: In your heart? Sure.
1: If you can believe in Santa in your heart, then he is real. And so is everything he stands for, like giving and selflessness and friendship.
0: Welcome to the Yuletide TV Podcast, the podcast where we try to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. I'm Chris, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Brian... Howdy! ...and John. Howdy, partner.
1: It's <laughs> Cowboy Week. We're doing cowboys, right?
0: I, I, don't, I don't know where the cowboy stuff's coming from. There wasn't anything <laughs> cowboy-related in this episode. Oh, there was
2: plenty cowboy-related, if you look deep enough. <laughs>
1: If you look for it, you can even hear the fiddle. Hey,
0: boss. Hey, boss.
2: <laughs> Am I gonna get paid tonight?
0: You get paid with the stars <laughs> <laughs> that just <you> sleep on.
2: <laughs> I, I that was to John because I didn't think Chris came out to play today. But here we go. Here we fucking go, boys. I
1: wasn't, I wasn't ready to yes
0: or and, but well, someone had someone had to be the straight man, but no one was picking it up, so I was. I I thought I'd step in.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah.
0: Contrary to those voices, we are not doing Westerns. We are wrapping up our second week of shows, taking a trip back to our childhoods and exploring some classic Christmas episodes from shows we enjoyed as kids. We'll get to our discussion about what we're covering today in just a minute, but with just over 20 days until Christmas, I want to see how my co-hosts are doing as we continue our Yuletide march. We Good.
2: I am tired all the time.
0: Yeah, he's a dad. It's got those dad those dad woes. Do you
2: see the bags under the eyes yet, boys? They're there.
1: That's where you keep diapers. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: no, we keep diapers in the special trash bin that seals itself.
0: <laughs> Brian, are you more of a dad or are you more of a, a dad?
1: Dad.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's all the same noises, you know, just that mm.
1: How many pairs of jeans have you converted to Jordans? One. (laughs) One. And that was long before we knew we were pregnant.
0: Well, that's about to change. Are you going to make your child call you dad, daddy, papa, or sir?
2: Whatever feels right. (laughs) You know?
0: uh, Is Brian too formal? I mean... Papa Bri Bri, we already yeah. call you. Yeah, so I mean, if they want to take that on, that's listen. If the kid comes out
2: automatically on a bender, then yeah, Papa Bri Bri is gonna be the appropriate thing. But you know, Dad or Father, not Father, Father, father. with a few mm-hmm. more A's in it, is probably what we're gonna go
1: for. As a person who pretty frequently calls their parents by their first names, people <laughs> react really weird to you. So I don't recommend conditioning your children to do that. <laughs>
2: I like I like it in a sense I like hearing other people talk about uh, Their parents I'm going to do a shout out to my old colleague Daria Who calls her mom by her first name And she's like I just talked to Dana today and I just can't She says things like that And it's very funny to me I've
1: Just the amount of times I've had to explain in my life Like yes I'm an only child My extended family is very big If I yelled mom no one would come Because they all have shut their brains off to it So you have to <laughs> specifically be like Teresa
2: <laughs> it's very fun. I was talking to my mom today, uh, and this is a true story. She called me Jim, my father.
0: <laughs> I love when I uh, the the times when I am back home at my parents' house and my aunts call and I answer the phone, and every now and then they'll say, "Wally," and I say, "Nope, Chris, <laughs> Tofer, Brian." Uh, one one final suggestion: uh, How about Steve Z?
2: stevesy oof. yeah i think that kind of strikes the tone uh, that might work great Steve i gave you
1: Z. <laughs> are you gonna go with a leash for next year are you gonna have a leash kids
2: <laughs> no it's gonna be more of a harness
0: well that's still a leash Get one with jingle bells.
2: I was going to, I mean, listen, the way you were saying it, leash, it it implies that there's a collar, which is why I had to specify harness.
0: What do you, do you not take your, when you take my, a harness almost implies there's a saddle, Brian. I don't know that (laughs) that is much better than you think it is. (laughs) Well,
1: there's two separate implements on a dog there's the harness, which goes upon the dog, and then the leash, which connects to the harness.
0: Right. Right. I
1: presume the technology functions the same for disobedient children.
2: And if, it, if anything, if anything, with the backpack that we got for hiking, the kid's got a saddle for
1: me. <laughs> I mean, that's basically the role of a father.
2: Hey, do you think it's appropriate? Because I've got one of those um, carriers for the front, like Zach Galifianakis and the hangover. Is it appropriate to call that a holster? <laughs> it's a papoose. I prefer holster. It's <laughs> my baby it? holster.
0: Quick draw of the baby. Brian... All this talk about terminology, I have found what I'm getting you for Christmas, Brian. It's called The New Dad Dictionary, and it's available at Target.
2: Are there any dad jokes in there?
0: Uh, no, that's a separate book, but also comes up when you search dad dictionary. Yeah. dad dictionary dad Much better. Write that book, make more money than this guy. I don't,
1: yeah, I don't want to actually do any of the work. I just feel like I'm really valuable for, like, quality control.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That, like, is my ideal job, is to just be the person who gets, who's, like, the last step in it, who says, like, yeah, that's fine. Or, like, no, this is, like, this is how we all get fired, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i can't allow you to do
1: this (laughs) (laughs) like i am i am sorry but right someone should have told you no before like
2: a there's like a gun behind (laughs) break glass in case of emergency like i can't let you do this phil
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like like,
2: put the idea back in the thumb
0: drive
1: you know what idea i would have said yes to recess
0: I mean, yeah, all this talk about uh, being a dad—we gotta see if Brian has found a episode suitable to show his new child. And so,
2: spoiler, I have. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. I guess turn off the podcast now. Yeah, way to go, Brian. Way to
0: ruin the ending. All Actually, right. Catch us
2: next week when we start. What was oh. it? Blind pick week next.
0: Oh yeah. blind pick pick it's coming but let's not get ahead of ourselves we still need to finish kids show week and today we're covering yes mikey santa does shave from the show recess it is the 10th ish episode of the show's second season it's very weird if you try and look this up online but if you're watching it on disney plus where it streams it's the 10th episode of the second season it originally aired on december 26th 1998, one of the rare post-Christmas Christmas Christmas episodes we cover here. As I mentioned, you can stream it on Disney Plus, but if you haven't had a chance, here's a little of what happened. It's mid-December at 3rd Street Elementary, and while the janitor Hank is convinced there's a white Christmas in store for everyone, the kids are soaking up the sun and reminiscing about how much they used to enjoy Christmas when they were younger. Their pal Mikey, however, is still a big believer in the guy in red and thanks to his Robert Goulet-ish vocals, even gets enlisted to play Kris Kringle in the upcoming school pageant. Not long after though, he discovers that some people don't believe in Santa, and despite his best efforts to prove otherwise, all signs point to everyone else being right. This crushes his Christmas spirits and causes him to quit the pageant, but an encounter with a wise elderly gentleman, voiced by James Earl Jones, makes him realize he can still be the embodiment of what he believes, which then, in turn, makes it real. He returns just in time to save the pageant, which coincides with a fresh snowfall blanketing the school. As everyone rushes outside to enjoy the snow, Mikey runs into the elderly gentleman who congratulates him on a job well done and wishes him a Merry Christmas as he flies off in his sled. He was Santa the whole time, guys.
2: I, I don't think, real quick, we can mention Robert Goulet without going,
0: ba da <laughs> Goulet. I just, I just like, I'm Robert Goulet. Just saying the name. Just right. saying the name as right.
2: him. Throw your hands in the air. Do you think you're a player?
1: G. that's in Goulet. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, an, oh my God, it's way. Robert Goulet. That is the... <laughs> I believe that's Will Ferrell. Oh no, that's a Family Guy bit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just doing
2: separate things because my thing is is Will Ferrell
1: making Robert Goulet sing rap songs. Yeah. Yeah. That that bit maybe maybe <laughs> Not that? I don't only that's aged as well. Leave that one with the memories.
2: <laughs> isn't that a Fallout Boy song?
1: <laughs> that's thanks for the memories. Yeah, same difference. Even
0: though they weren't so great. Even though they weren't so great. The memories that were great, though, were my memories of this show, and then having them come back up by actually watch it. Uh, What is your familiarity with the show Recess from, if you're familiar, the Disney's One Saturday Morning?
2: One Saturday morning.
0: I watched the shit out of
1: this. I think mostly as as syndicated reruns. On like UPN. <laughs> oh yeah, UPN. UPN ran this. Yeah, yeah. For a while, it was like it was like on after I got home from school. Yeah, and and it was very comforting, and I had a lot of fun getting to revisit these and kind of everyone sounded a little different than I remembered, and I think it actually like made it better because like I think it's fun that like they they had like mikey be a little more like clearly defined as like oh this this character is is we're not going to say it but he is he's a gay man i this just thought he was like then
2: a, we got canceled
1: <laughs> uh, no like he like it's like and it's not like derogatory no no like he's like no, he's no, no. hangs out with his friends he is he plays sports with them he's like a cool dude in the cool kid crew You know, like you root for him. You're like, hell yeah, Mikey makes Santa exist. You just love to sing and dance. You don't want to beat people up even though you're a seven foot tall seventh grader. Whatever, dude. (laughs) You know what
2: this briefly reminds me of? It's that Mikey and DJ's gang at the recess table was essentially the cooler study group and community.
0: I was having that same thought earlier today. I was like, oh, is community just grown up recess? (laughs) (laughs) Because I think it might be.
1: There was a Recess thing when I was searching for it on Disney Plus called The Recess All Grown Down,
0: and I'm that, hyper curious that about sense. that. So it was weird. the The show kind of ran its course. It came out with the movie Recess Schools Out, which is, I hope, still great. I have not watched it, but I used to love that movie when I was in middle school. And then I think they came out with like a couple like direct to DVD additional movies that were like supposed to try and keep the show going and so they tried like oh what if they were kindergartners and then mm. oh what if they we advanced them a year into the next grade because there's also i don't know i think there's another one on there called like recess sixth grade or something i don't know what it's it is. recess taken the fifth grade taken the fifth grade yes yeah.
2: <laughs> i don't know who you are but I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> the skills that make me a nightmare to a sixth grader like yourself.
1: Oh, does does that mean TJ has to get a new title because he can no longer
0: be the prankster prince? The apparent heir to the playground? I think, I mean, I don't know exactly how that thing all shakes out. But I'm pretty sure it starts with there being a new new king of the playground being, being crowned. Mm-hmm.
2: And it, it, that's what I loved about this episode and that I haven't seen it in years. And as soon as they started doing the panning across the playground to all the different, like, cliques and groups, I was like, yeah, this whole thing was awesome. I love the kindergartners, too. They were the most fun.
1: No, oh, absolutely. The, the best episode is when Spinelli becomes queen of the kindergartners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the funniest <laughs> episode. I remember that, like, vividly. It's tight a cool episode i remember when all the
2: groups went on lockdown for some reason i can't remember the exact plot point but i just remember the the tire pit uh, all of a sudden having all these different like and like locking down i think somebody had pink eye
1: no. <clears throat> i <laughs> i just think that i like i like the show just so conceptually as like as an adult it's kind of what you remember clicks and your friends being like when you were like eight you know like you just this like hyper exaggeration because like hyper exaggeration because your brain didn't work then (laughs) so it's like we were cool everyone had like a different set of skills like a spy movie and also the kindergartners they would eat people if you got too close to them and there was like the he was an asshole he was the king like it's tight it's such a cool such a cool clever little deal
0: yeah, and I think going off of what Brian was saying, too, I mean, like, the, the opening theme, that's what really stuck out to me rewatching this just from the get-go, is like, you have this opening theme song that doesn't, like, I, I feel like a lot of kid shows at times, like, rely on almost like the old sitcom trope of, like, we're gonna explain what the show's about at the beginning of the episode, with the, like... And, like, this is all music, and it's all the visual to, like, put you into this world of all these kids that you recognize, but as you were saying, John, like, an exaggerated level. And what this show always did so well is, like, all the things, like, you wanted to do as a kid, all the stuff, like, your imagination was like, oh, yeah, if we could get one over on the on the teacher or the principal or whatever, or, you know, if we could... Get ice cream bars for everyone. Like, this show was like, no limits. These kids can get it done. All you need is an enigmatic leader in a
1: backwards cap.
2: Uh, Don't (laughs) forget his bomber jacket.
1: It's a great look from TJ, frankly. It really was. Mm -hmm.
2: It was very mature yet playful.
1: (laughs) He is eight years old, Brian. (laughs) Giving me some Gilmore vibes.
2: (laughs) How dare you, sir. (laughs) <laughs> also, where can I buy a bomber jacket For my kid to look that cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your turkey Put on the jacket and the hat Turkey needs it Dad, I don't, they don't let me wear the backwards hat in class <laughs> Put the hat on, turkey
2: It's a, You have a religious exemption Put the hat
0: on <laughs> I was actually just remembering that I had A couple of years ago, I had two friends Who came to a Halloween party Dressed up as TJ and Spinelli As their couple's costume And it was great, because it simple but effective
2: i texted this earlier but i want to put it on the record on the podcast spinelli is just rosa from brooklyn Nine Nine as a child
0: <laughs> i think i think there's definitely some uh some lines to be drawn there
1: so yeah. if memory serves recess i think takes place new york or new york adjacent and the voice actor hey
2: arnold's new york oh i thought recess recess. could be anywhere
0: yeah i think it is and i think it is even maybe leaning more west coast than anything which is why they're having such a mild winter there's only one west coast children's
1: show and it's rocket power (laughs) well (laughs) that's an act that is a literal west coast (laughs) i love i'm just saying this is more
0: in the west okay you're just saying it's like midwest or whatever well i'm just saying it's like like denver is a very like still has like denver the city has pretty mild winters even yeah like mm-hmm. the mountains get the snow but the city itself relatively so like something like that
2: can Can we talk about something very briefly though that still <laughs> blows my mind to this day and it's not about recess but it's the fact that community allegedly takes place in denver or colorado at least sure
1: yeah. 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 It's believable. It's yeah. California. No. Nah, it's close enough. Is I don't know. It? Denver has like parts half of Denver is people from LA, so they're just trying to make Denver look like LA.
2: Yeah, sure. That's fine <laughs> by me. It's the fact that cano- canonically Greendale University is in Colorado. That sure. I can't do it.
1: Do you think Vince grows up to be like Troy? <laughs>
0: I mean, honestly, that's another honestly, pretty good parallel. Good
2: yeah, I know that you mention it. <laughs> Did he seem like a Jehovah's Witness to you?
1: <laughs> I don't know. He celebrates Kwanzaa, so maybe.
0: I don't <laughs> honestly I don't know if that tracks. I don't think Jehovah's Witnesses celebrate anything.
1: Well Jehovah's Witnesses don't do Christmas, but Kwanzaa is a secular they don't do holiday. Birthdays
0: either, yeah, so. but they also don't yeah, they also don't do birthdays. I don't think they I don't think they I don't know. I don't know enough about Jehovah's Witnesses to say... Yeah, it. I, I, do, I, I do like that this, uh, you know, the 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 main conceit of this episode is this, you know, putting on a show idea, and uh, at one point, the producer man who is coming to broadcast this show worldwide talks about how, like, they're gonna have everything covered in this show. Nobody's, like, there's not gonna be any political correct person who's gonna be upset about it, because... Even though he like comes up with like, I don't want to say offensive, but it's like very like ignorant names for <laughs> yeah. Like, good thin Good King Kwanzaa and line. Harry Hanukkah are.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I heard good good King Kwanza, I it's like oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I I was fine with Harry Hanukkah until I saw the costume, <laughs> and then I was like Ugh. yeah.
2: Well, he ripped that costume directly off Manos' hands of fate, so I don't know how we're supposed to feel from a copyright perspective. <laughs> if Recess did, you just did their that? due diligence there to legally take that.
0: Save it for your mystery science theater episode, Brian.
1: Yay! I thought we were talking about Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Either way.
2: Can we talk about how the custodian was my favorite part of this whole episode? Oh, <laughs> For cool. the brief
1: snippets that we got from him, each one was pure gold. He felt like the cool custodians of, like, your of childhood yore. He felt like an awesome
2: Simpsons character that wandered into the wrong cartoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's why this show works so well is because, like, every component of it is relatable i mean you have the friendly janitor you have the the snitch kid you have the overbearing teacher you have the nice teacher you have the principal who's kind of the thorn in the side like it's you you have all these elements that again even if they're exaggerated like there's a base level common experience that people are sharing that these characters all derive from
1: it's such, like, an idealized version. I know, like, I said, like, exaggerated, but it's, like, the way school would have broke if you were, like, if it, like, went perfectly, even down to, like, the main character not being, like, you know, like, he's not the athlete of the group, or he's not, like, the talented one in the group. He's just, like, a, a nice guy. <laughs> that's, like, it's, like, I think it makes it more relatable for kids to be, like, like, yeah, it's just, like, he's, like, an everyman character. You like him. Just fine. And it's, like, that's tight. The super cool... The per- like, the older people who are nice to at school, now they're, like, extra nice to these kids. So, like, you want to, like, be around them. It's it's just a very comforting show, even as an adult, to see. And the core lesson is just to treat people nicely. <laughs> this Like, one is, like, they all acknowledge Mikey's weird obsession with Santa. And they're just like, this is tight. Like, we're going to support it.
0: <laughs> that is honestly, like, the nicest thing about this episode is that his friends are like, hey, even if we're not down with this what you're believing in or what like what you're doing isn't hurting anyone so like the the lengths that they go and it's not like great lengths but they are the effort that they put in to protect him is there's a really like nice level of sweetness there that that illustrates the friendship
2: do you ever try and get around town though without a car when you're a kid it's a pain in the ass i'm gonna go and say they went through major lengths to help their <laughs> friend out <laughs>
0: I don't know. Everything seemed pretty conveniently located next to each other in that town. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Even if it's a small town, that's like half your day.
0: Krivitz is... Or, yeah, I think I've already doxed
1: myself on this podcast plenty of times. But it was like small enough where you can get yourself... If like I left school, I could go to places pretty comfortably, like walking to them. But once I was home, I was never leaving home because I was too far away from town. So like, that's like, I don't know, like as a child that's that's fine that's believable I don't know why this town has everything but that's childrens show logic cartoon logic baby why can Mikey why does Mikey sing in a baritone it's all fine because he's
2: good at it
0: yeah he's incredible at it did you like did you like the little the little flashback where he's like remembering when he found his voice the first time and the song he was singing in the bathroom? was some i believe the lyrics i wrote them down were little brown jug how i love you and i'm like wait a minute (laughs) that's something that sails over your head as a kid but when you think about it as an adult you're like is this a song about how much this guy loves to drink (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: little brown jug classic american folk song yeah they were in uh they were on the
2: street following mikey around right before he tore up his uh letter to santa and, uh, there was a storefront sign that just said plus, "Plus," and I wanted to know more. No. <laughs> what does that store sell? Plus what? Is it for calculators?
0: It's a dispo. I like the very subtle, uh, Christmas nod in the call letters of, uh, the radio station. WXMS.
1: Uh. Mm-hmm.
0: uh so, mm. This is why they pay you. This is why they pay you the big bucks. The details, Got my it. friends. Yeah. The details. It. It's all in the details. Speaking of details, we were talking about this a little bit before we started, but the amount of star power that they pack into this small 20-minute episode of children's television uh, is is relatively impressive, I, I would say. We've mentioned two of the big names, Robert Goulet doing Mikey singing, and then James Earl Jones playing Santa, the shaven Santa. And then uh, we also have a Dick Clark cameo, uh, which he knows my name. <laughs> yeah, he said my which heck. There were there are a couple like definite laughs. I got I watched I watched this with my fiance and we both got a couple of good chuckles here and there in this episode. That was one of them. Dick Clark said my name, and then um, when, <laughs> when uh Finster tells tells the producer that Randall can replace Mikey as Santa, <laughs> and they go. <laughs> Okay, give him a ho ho ho, kid. Hee-hee-hee. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> Randall is is just an underrated, just foil, and I love him. Just the fourth grader with a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> <just> <laughs> Zip code is zeros, like everything else about him because he's fake. It's like, what? Why you just have no joy but evil, Randall? I love this. Kick comes in it
0: hard. Before. Yeah. We also have uh, said producer uh, being voiced by Michael McKean of uh, Better Call Saul and other things. I mean, he's a very well, <laughs> well-renowned well actor, but that is just the most recent thing I know him from. He had a couple episodes of The Good Place as well where he guested on.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows
0: yeah. Michael McKean. Yeah. Like, you... you you might not know the name, but he is a prolific character actor and you have definitely seen him in something. Absolutely. You've seen you've seen Spadelli too. Spidelli's oh, yes. unavoidable. Oh, yeah, or Ash, or have yeah. heard her in sp- yeah. other places. Right.
1: Spadelli's right. kind of an unavoidable character or unavoidable person. Uh so is Gretchen. Gretchen's in every video game you've ever played. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting.
2: So you appreciate her, damn it.
1: <laughs> Gretchen, if you if you like The Last of Us, you thank Gretchen.
2: And if you don't like The Last of Us Two for bullshit reasons, you can GTFO.
1: <laughs> this is not your podcast for Christmas. Mediocre at best. The Last of Us Two, and fine. at worst, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not bad because of its uh casting. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: I did like that. This episode also got away from the. Trope to an extent that we experienced in the other two episodes we watched this week where we kind of have the one present-obsessed character. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you get that a little bit at the beginning, but I think that's, like, there was almost a commentary there, I think, of, you know, the kids are all talking about the presents that they're excited to get and, like, oh, I sort them by size and I sort them, you know, by this and that. And then you have Mikey, who, like, still believes in Santa. And there's... I think maybe they're trying to say something there about, like, once you take that belief away, when you're that age, like, what what is left besides the materialism part of it?
2: Taxes and death.
0: Taxes and death, yeah. Once I mean, you
2: don't believe in sanity anymore, that's just...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... We're going to uh, find
2: true love? Come on.
0: And so I think that's, you know, that ties in towards the end of the episode where James Earl Jones is giving Mikey his spiel about, like, you know... There's more to it, and this is how you make it mean more than you might otherwise. Like, this is how you have it continue to have meaning for you, is maybe a better way to say that.
2: There's so much heart in Mikey, too, uh, which is what I love about this episode. At no point does he seem childish in his belief of Santa, right? At no point does the belief in Santa make him appear, like, uh, emotionally... Uh, less intelligent than any of his peers. It's just it's it's purely all that's in here. So when he's in the radio station and he's starting to get sad about not, you know, finding Santa and like every Santa he's found has been a fake, like I resonated with that and I got sad too. Not necessarily cuz it was connecting back to any one moment other than just seeing and empathizing like, "Oh yeah, that's like a really that's got to be a really hard moment to to grapple with and then to see the ending where the payoff with james l Jones' and santa and those interactions it's just great
0: yeah and i think you really get the sense i don't know it's, it's a weird thing to talk about when you're in your 30s but it's like the fact that they get across at the end with the letter and how did you like where he asked him like how did you know about this and he's like well you invited me and the letter floats on that he tore up like, that just sense of magic that, like, really comes across that it is something fun that takes you back to your childhood.
2: There, there was something nice, too, that happened that's totally not related to, to, to any kind of, like, storytelling or anything like that. But it's when he rips up the letter. The animation of the wind taking the letter was a very familiar swoop. I feel like I've seen a million <laughs> times growing up. But like all the animators in the 90s to say, yeah, we're going to all make our wind take things in the same kind of roller coaster loop-de-loop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just I enjoyed the animation of the show. Just, just these nice analog animated things having like imperfections and like wobble in the background is... I don't know something. I guess I forgot that I missed. Like with how like everything is like so precise and clean, right now. Like currently anyway. with digital animation.
0: Yeah, there's there's definitely a. I don't want to even say rough and tumble, but there is there's a certain rough around the edges quality to it that matches the whole vibe of the show. I think uh, yeah, that I mean, you, as you said, you just don't see that in animated shows these days, yeah, yeah. really
2: it's almost like a uniqueness with the details too because almost every human in the show is drawn differently like just kind of thinking back i can't think of two characters that look like they're uh, uh drawn similarly unless you're talking about uh randall and the
0: mean teacher finster what about the digger twins yeah. No. <laughs> no.
2: no, 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 of course they do, but it's just nice. Uh, the only, oh, you know what, the kindergartners, they all had kind of the same theme, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense that they would, because they're a pack.
1: Yeah, it, it works really well with every character being so, like, distinct and fitting, like, this little niche in your brain from, like, your weird little child brain about how, like, that girl is smart, put the glasses on her that's our nerd character. It's like they're like the Ocean's 11 of toddlers or not toddlers, whatever. But the nerd Fourth graders. character
2: still does everything. Like I can't ever recall an episode where the nerd character sits out on like kickball or something.
1: No, they all play kickball. Yeah, they exactly. All, they all love it. Well, who doesn't? I mean, really. I don't know, man. I'm over adult kickball leagues. That adult can, kickball yeah. adult kickball leagues are done. Cancel them. Yeah, Leave cancel. them in the past.
0: <laughs> What about what about ultimate frisbee? Can I still do ultimate frisbee? I will accept it. I just Can think you I... still
2: tear a rotator cuff.
1: <laughs> you know, I just think uh, the childhood games are playing in adult league tired. Kickball, dodgeball, done. We're playing only squid game games now, but with no shoes. I would
0: never in a million years play in an adult dodgeball league. People are <laughs> people are too scary. I would like. The last thing I need to do is spend my evenings that I'm supposed to be enjoying with my friends with some aggro douche who's like, fuck yeah, dodgeball, let's oh, yeah.
2: go. <laughs> I've been warming up the shoulder all goddamn day.
1: The little bit I played like adult or like played bar league volleyball and like softball, just the people who like, I don't I just don't touch grass enough, I guess. I don't know what the fuck their issue is, but it's like. <laughs> I need to win this. And it's like, we're all fucking out of shape honkies in a country bar, dude. Like, none of us are good at this volleyball. No one's watching. Like, no one's.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, scouts, the scouts aren't here. Yeah. Yeah, right? The We intentionally
2: joined the bar league, like, lowest league possible. That was supposed to be for entertainment only. You know, just all the people that really wanted to make sure that their beer went untouched in the outfield when they were playing right field you know yeah. and we still got the, we still got the people's like you gotta get on the base you can't I, steal
1: i, I only that, would, pitch,
2: that pitch is wild
1: i would only sub in for like a team that uh a co-worker played for and it was like they're just be like see the issue you're having is you're using a baseball swing you can't use the baseball swing it's off i'm like yeah, man, I'm going to be real with you. I haven't touched a bat since I was 18, and I don't plan on doing it for another, <laughs> like, <laughs> 10 years.
2: Wait, hold on, John. What is the difference between a baseball swing and a softball swing?
1: Uh, The uppercut. How much uppercut you can put on it. Because, oh, okay. like, the softball is coming in slower, so you can lift it and, lift it and try to hit home runs. And I was just trying to hit some singles, man. <laughs> yeah, just swing the bat. Yeah, just... batting cages are fun to go to, though. I did. I had a great time at a batting cage recently. Yeah. I I went in the major league one that went ninety, and I and I hit two balls out of the thirty.
2: Would you get a piece of it, John?
1: I got a little piece of it. Turned on one. felt pretty felt pretty proud of myself.
2: Are you gonna, are you gonna try out for the Mariners this year?
1: <laughs> no, actually, what I what I did, then did was stood in the center of it and let it beat me in the head. And I'm going to try to be on the Bruins. Days yeah, days nice hockey tryouts. Yeah, trying to get on the
0: Bruins. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: this isn't exactly related, but I played foos a couple games of foosball the other day, and I woke up with a sore back. So <laughs> 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 That's
2: how I felt when I played Mario Golf recently. <laughs> nice. And that's just a Wiimote. Yeah, right? It's...
0: <laughs> Hey, isn't that fun world? That's why I, I'm
1: glad that I've continually kept trying to destroy my body so it's just conditioned to torture. And that's like why I'm like <laughs> able to still do athletic things is just just a lifetime of not ever letting it not be in peril. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, I think we have uh, had a relatively healthy discussion here about this episode, and I am excited to hear what your final thoughts are because I admit I was a little a little torn, but I think this conversation has helped me decide where I'm going to land, but I'm going to let one of you two guys kick us off. Are we calling this a Christmas classic, a pair of socks, or a lump of coal?
1: There's no reason to be a Natalie Imbruglia because you shouldn't be torn Chris this episode's a classic it's a delight, it's a wonderful time it has a great ending it has, ah, my phone going off it has (laughs) cool voice acting cool cast it's more fun than you remember Recess being it's shockingly progressive for a show from 1998 and uh, yeah watch it, make your children watch it and if they want to watch Gumball or something I don't know, force them Clockwork orange <laughs> your children to watch this <laughs> Casual
0: The
2: pain that they hear Every time they hear the theme song Is incredible <laughs> Anytime they just hear that Dump bump
1: <laughs> The Ludo. drum activates
2: Trich. PTSD Like you wouldn't believe <laughs> For non-war related reasons <laughs> Classic. I'm just gonna. I, classic for all the reasons John said. It's just as soon as that theme song fired up, I was already having so much fun. I love this show, and I'm totally a TJ.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I uh, I'm also gonna say classic. I I was a little torn watching it, and I'm like, am I just watching this through rose-colored glasses? But I think hearing what you guys have said I think even if I am and maybe we all are like I think that's okay I think this as he said it's it's a great fun voice cast it's a good episode for the whole family I think because there is stuff kids can relate to from the main characters and from the adult side of things you're gonna enjoy the, the, the guest voice actors that they have in there and you know, it's not cringy really at any point where you're like, oh boy, this is like very kid oriented. You know, I think there's a good like it's it's written at the right level where you're like, yes, this is this is clearly for kids, but you know, you can still appreciate it as an adult. And yeah, it's just it's just good all around fun. It tells a good story and it's got a unique spin on things and a fun cast and it's a great addition to any holiday viewing rotation. Yeah. There we go. Good
2: job us.
0: Yeah, and I mean
1: there's no reason to be out of faith about it. You know, it, this is just how I feel, but I'm not cold or ashamed. You know, I think this this episode is uh, great. There's no reason to be torn.
2: Nope. <laughs> There were no skeletons oh. <laughs> in the closet lurking from your childhood where you think, oh shit, that's right, that happened in this episode. I don't
1: really connect with that anymore, blah 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 blah. This blah, is blah, blah. this is I, think, I a...
0: think John's making jokes just for John. <laughs> that's
1: I No, because you said you said you were torn three times and once we once you're torn three times, you get embruged. I thought you got rip torn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you can pot a cast, you can pot a ball.
0: Okay, well, we are closing out Kid Show Week on a high note, but guess what? We still got three weeks of shows left. We got nine more episodes to get through still. And uh, next week, we're kicking off one of my favorite weeks when we do this podcast, Blind Pick Week. This is the week where we select episodes from shows we've never seen before. And Brian, do you want to remind the listeners of what your blind pick is for this year?
2: We're watching an episode of Becker on the free streaming service Pluto.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the episode Santa on Ice from the show's second season.
1: With
2: Ted Danson.
0: Honestly,
1: probably the easiest to use streaming service we've ever tried to push on you. That's not
0: in terms of, yeah, or... outside of the mainstream ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I typed in the episode of Becker into Google and then clicked on the link to Pluto and it didn't make me do anything. I didn't have to. I didn't have to give them my email address. I didn't have to do anything. They were just like, "Fucking, you want to watch Becker? Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yep."
0: I went to go find it, and the episodes are very oddly numbered on there. But you, as John said, you can you can search it and find it, and and it's there. So I have
2: not prepared yet for that episode.
0: You know what the most important thing about Becker is, guys?
1: Ted Danson. It could only happen in New York. It's was like. <laughs>
0: It's almost like New York's the character, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait to dive in.
2: I feel like in a future season, one of our weeks' <laughs> themes should be New York the character.
0: <laughs> Only if we say New York every
2: time, and then and then <laughs> we'll do. I'm walking here. <laughs> we're gonna do an episode of Sex in the City. Okay, we're gonna do an episode of White Collar, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna do an
1: episode of NYPD Blue. I support two of those. I do not. Is it NYPD Blue and Sex in the City? Yeah, I don't know how you're trying to get white collar in there. Uh, it's in New York. It's, there's a lot of shows in New York, but you have two like. Not that like I don't. I've, I'm gonna be real. Through, I've never watched an episode of Sex in the City, but like they're two shows that like people like. These are important shows. <laughs> I never and said they were and important then, shows. Fucking white I'm just singing in shows
2: where New York's a character. <laughs>
0: Well, if we do that, we'll we'd have to probably invite the people from the Christmas Time in the City podcast, which is the podcast about all things Christmas in New York.
1: Uh, hey, to what, join us, and then we can do terrible New York accents. Hey, what pardon here? Hey. <laughs> Go get me a slice, you know. Hey. Oh, this is the Christmas gabagool.
2: Are we Uh, all going to show up for that episode with slices of pizza on thin paper plates and then just like a big to-go cup of Coca-Cola and the big red? Or are we going to have the red plastic diner cups from the
1: pizzerias?
0: That's a throwback. That is a visceral, I'm getting smells, I'm getting tastes. Automatically
1: you
2: remember everything about it.
0: So I, I don't think I got to tell you guys since we but since
1: we're talking about pizza and I wanted and we're already derailed far enough. Where could this go? Uh, so do you remember how Pizza Hut looked when we were like young enough to be watching Recess in earnest, and it was yes. like rad? And now Pizza Hut kind of blows. Yeah, I was in the I was in the UP, and there is a Pizza Hut that has not been updated in a very long time. It like still behaves like that, and instead of like updating the inside of it. They just put a sign out front that says Pizza Hut Classic. Oh, wow. That <laughs> and is it amazing. Is, do they it's, have a Mortal Kombat 2 arcade machine? I think they have a Primal Aurora cabinet. Even better. <laughs> yeah.
0: They used to have one of those in not, not my hometown, but the town next to my hometown. And uh, my dad loved going there for the Pizza Hut buffet. That yeah. was one of his favorite things. This
1: has a buffet. <laughs>
0: there is, I believe, there is one in Madison still. I believe there is still a sit-down Pizza Hut in Madison. A
1: Pizza Hut classic? Do you mean a Pizza yeah. Hut classic, sir? I
0: I don't know if it's. I'm not going to go that far and say that it's a Pizza Hut classic, but I do know it's sit-down, and most Pizza Huts have converted to takeout onlys. Yeah. Um, so possibly,
1: Chris. If there is, I will. I'm going to come visit you, and we're going to next. Next, next time we do a Packer thing,
0: we're going we're to wear a pizza. Our, we'll wear our sweater. We'll wear our U <laughs> side <usar> sweaters. <laughs> oh, have a pizza, have
2: a nice Christmas dinner.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh, I think Chris was about to say rate, review, subscribe.
0: I was. I mean, if you want to, if you want to do it, Brian, I feel no, free. No, no, I, no. I, I'm sick of saying it, so maybe. And I hey, don't seem hey, to be very hey, effective hey. at it. So if someone hey. else wants to give it a go, please do. I hey. want
2: you to rate it. I want you to review it. And I want you to subscribe to it. It's the Yuletai TV podcast.
0: Listen,
1: we have a very particular set listen, of skills. Very particular. L- Linda, listen.
0: Skills <laughs> skills Linda. is a stretch.
2: Linda. <laughs> Linda we have a, very have a very particular set of skills, Linda. <laughs> Linda, you must listen to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a daughter, Linda. <laughs> and she wants that cookie. She wants, she wants the cookie. <laughs> Give her the cookie, Linda. But also review our podcast. We were... Hard on it mostly. Chris, me and Brian are also present, and would love you to review and subscribe it. Right. Show my girlfriend that this isn't something to be mad about. Me wasting time on that's a cool thing I waste time on. Yeah,
2: and give little Turkey Curran. And I just dox myself. in solidarity with John. Give yeah. I, if I if if I pass early in my days, I want Turkey Curran to have a good audio record of his
1: father. Or her father.
0: Father. Give little Turkey Curran a podcasting papa he can be proud of.
1: You know what? Don't even review the podcast. Just give Turkey five stars. You can just write Turkey and give it five stars. Five star Turkey. It's a five star Turkey. Five star Turkey. Mm -hmm. Five star Turkey. That's
2: how you speak to my child in the future. You put it on the internet now. and We'll find it later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well... Yeah, do all those things this weekend. If you have some time, give us a shout. tv at gmail.com, at tv Instagram, and Twitter. Two great places to find us. Uh, but yeah, it's Friday. Enjoy it. Maybe do some shopping uh, if you haven't already, because, oh boy, it's probably ugly. But it's wear your gosh darn mask, you psycho. Yeah, also just keep doing that too. It's probably a good idea. If you're going to go out to a mall, wear a mask. Or just also just also just get vaccinated too but if you have I'm not. I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't for.
2: Want to have to wear a mask. I don't care. Wear a goddamn mask.
0: Well, yeah, wear a mask.
2: Protect my turkey.
0: Get vaccinated so you can enjoy a nice safe Christmas with your family more so than you did last year, and uh, yeah, just make it better for everyone by doing your part.
1: Get vaccinated because we are glad you're alive, and we would be even gladder if you stayed alive
0: yes. and healthy. hmm. Uh, well now that John did the sign off, I mean we're going in reverse, but I've been Chris. I've been Brian. I am John, Runer
1: of Podcast.
2: Destroyer <laughs>
1: And what he
0: said. You should have aimed for the head. Sleigh Bell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from SoundBible.com and Joy to the World provided by free Xmas 3com